What's up, people? Welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson. What's going on, man? I'm good, man. How are you? You seem a little run down. Are you a little tired? What's going on with you? Dude, I couldn't sleep at all last night. Like, I literally got six minutes, five minutes of sleep. Five That's minutes. the worst. Oh, those nights are the worst. And you're just, like, waiting until the sun comes up. And there's something. I don't know about you, but, like, once the sun comes up, then all of a sudden, magically, I can go to sleep again. It's very bizarre for me when that happens. Is well, it like that for you at all? It's the worst, man. I, I mean, I, I used to be, I used to take Ambien and that helped, but getting, getting off Ambien is the it's worst. Hard. Yeah. It's so addictive, dude. And yeah. It's better to just deal with the, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to get off it, you know? And then it's just, uh, and then the cruises weren't helping. Cause it's like, I'm on a bed. that's like a little bed and then it's ro- rocking back and forth and the shows oh. aren't, and the shows aren't until midnight sometimes. So I'm like, oh. two, three. And then, uh, but I could sleep till like 10, 11 on a cruise. But here I got to take the kid to school at seven. Yeah. You got a, a new school. Could be worse. You could be hooked on extends like Brandon Chubb. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. I got to get some more light here. So literally like I, I woke up today, four minutes of you sleep. Gotta, no, can we just talk about the fact that you got to love McCorkle. Some people give a fuck about what their background looks like. He doesn't give a fuck. And he's like, let me turn the light on so you can really see these pillows in my bed, in my room. And a disaster. He's looking it skinny is, though. McCorkle, you're looking it is, skinny. It is, it is 98 degrees where I live with 80% humidity and will be for the next 10 days. Like oh. it is... So bad. I have a window I put in my dog kennel. Like that's how bad it is. I took a window. Yeah. No, I just came from Texas. Exactly. It was 104 degrees with like 98% humidity. And I was dying. I was like, I forgot what it's like to walk in soupy weather. But you're like down to like three chins, bro. You look really skinny. Like for real. You really do though. You look great. No, I'm losing weight quick, man. It's uh, I would like to say it was steroid fueled, but I even quit taking those for the most part. I just, uh, Dude, honestly, the doctor scared me the last couple of times I went. And um, I, it's good when a doctor will be honest with you. And he was like, well, I know your back hurts. How are you going to feel about losing a foot? Uh, and I was like, what are you talking about? And uh, he said, your blood sugar is out of control. And you're not like, that's why I'm losing weight on this and that. He said, so they put me on some medicine that works like fabulously. Dude, um, you look great, man. You're, actually, your shirts are, 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 like, are like loose on you. Everything's too big now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I thought about getting fat again just so stuff would fit, but um, <laughs> no, I'm down. I'm down a total man of about last time I weighed myself about sixty five pounds probably in six months. So fuck this wow, Greg. When he was on, uh, when I saw him in Missouri, and he was on ten different steroids, <laughs> dude. Probably looked dude, gorgeous. He was, wearing, he was wearing an affliction shirt, an affliction uh-huh. shirt, like in like two thousand like fourteen. It wasn't even like uh, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> post. Post affliction era, <laughs> dude. And he was, I mean, it, I mean, he must have been what, like six percent body fat, and you were like, dude, it was that was that was probably the, that was the biggest I ever was muscle wise. 
like uh, the heaviest I was ever lifting. And like, uh, I was taking Trimbalone too, which is one I don't mess with, but it'll put like literally 15 pounds a week of muscle on you. Like in three weeks, you can gain 40 pounds of muscle. It's ridiculous. Um, but it also can What's this called and where do you get it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you where I get it, but it's called Trimbalone. Most people call it Trin. Um, but it is a, it is a phenomenal steroid, man. Um, Shit, I'm, I'm going to take a little drive to Mexico. Give me some Trimbalo. The only one, uh, the only one stronger than that that I'm aware of is when you shoot insulin directly after working out. That's what Brock Lesnar does. And I heard that's what his actual diverticulitis problem was. It had nothing to do with diverticulitis. I heard he's insulin dependent because he's been loading insulin after he, uh, you know, lift what, like, because your body, you want, it's a long story, but you want to eat something to spike your insulin after you work out. That's why they always say eat something with a little bit of sugar in it or something, you know? Well, he just decided to go just mainline it, insulin himself and shoot it in. And so when you do that, you will gain muscle at an ungodly rate but you also your body stops producing it and then you're you know basically uh insulin depends the rest of your life you gotta take shots the rest of your life so cheers Dude, there cheers. Was no, that was by the crazy. way and they way to suck the fun right out of that, that was... yeah <laughs> oh, i gotta get me some triple i was like sure yeah it'll kill you go for it <laughs> I was just kidding. That's I would, yeah, you know, the stories you guys tell about this, I, I would not that I've ever considered doing it or would ever consider doing it, but you guys convinced me it is not worth it pretty much every week. Dude, when we start the podcast, I'll tell you guys a story about Mitch Rill and he'll probably get real mad about like he'll probably be mad at me about for but I'll clean it up at the end and make it that, <laughs> that, that it wasn't his fault. But I really like if you ask me about like bring up um, that I'm losing weight or something like that. And uh, I'll bring up the Mitrion story when he had a fat burner for me. It's the most ridiculous story you've ever heard in your life. Oh, you told it's us true. that. I think you told us the story. Did I tell you about that? How he yeah. gives me a, a medicine like he, and I start running like 103 fever. And I was like, dude, I can't get sick. I got a fat And so I'm, I'm like, I'm in bed for a day. I get up I'm like, man, okay, I don't know what's going on. Take this to go work out. My fever's 102, 103. I'm like, dude, I cannot get sick. I'm two weeks out, man. But the third time this happened, I'm like, let me just look and make sure whatever this is I'm taking. I thought it was like from GNC. He said it was a fat burner. I'm thinking it's a fat burner from because he had a little nutrition company before he started fighting. So I was like, uh, I'm thinking it's from GNC. And I look it up. And the first thing said, like side effects, he says, if your horse begins to struggle breathing, cut the dose in half. And I was like, your horse? And I was like, what the fuck? And I started looking at other side effects. If your horse begins uh, losing its shoes, you know, or whatever because of growth, blah, blah, this and that or whatever. If your horse's fever goes over this, that, and I'm like, dude. So I text him. I'm like, motherfucker, did you give me horse asthma medicine and tell me it was a fat burner? And uh, he was like, dude, that's what it, it's used for. But yeah, he said, you'll lose weight crazy because you'll run a fever 24 hours a day. So you just burn fat off literally all day long. He said, you'll lose like three pounds a day. And uh, he said, I wouldn't stay on it real long though. And I was oh. like, dude, like I had no idea. I was sitting there taking this stuff called, it's um, called, um, Oh my God, what is it? Somebody just asked me, to, oh, clenbuterol is what it's called. It's a horse asthma medicine meant for horses. Like it isn't meant for people <laughs> at all. Like at no point was there a, a human version. Like it's strictly for horses. But he was like, yeah, I got it from Bill Romanowski's the one that told me about it. He, he was on it for like six years. It's like, hey, well, no wonder Bill Romanowski acted how he acted, you know? But It's just um, unreal. I mean, it's just, these are instructions you could have used when he gave you the shit. This, you would like it after two days of, of emergency breathing. Jesus. That's like when I saw that when I saw that motherfucker, he did a he did a uh, uh, like a thing with Air Hawani. He said if you get caught testing for positive PDs, you should be banned for the sport forever. And I texted him right when I heard that. I was like, "Who the fuck are you trying to kid, dude? Like, did you want to be banned forever? Because like we weren't, you know, what I mean, we weren't even hiding it. We were both taking tests and stuff like that. But he's like, so how much all you spending, Sean? How much like when you were on ten different steroids, you're spending what, like five hundred a week on it? 
Oh God. At that point, man, HGH was the most expensive one. And it was like, I think 1200 for six weeks. Um, so you're about 200 a week, just on the HGH. The testosterone's not that bad, probably about 30 or 40 a week. Trimbalone's probably 50, 60 a week. Um, I was also taking uh, something called Nandrolone, um, which is a real strong one. Yeah, that, that, the one, that was the one Mark McGuire was taking was Andrelon, wasn't it? Uh, I'm sure he, yeah, he sure got called. Yeah. There's, there's one called Primo that everybody takes now. Like, there's a lot of different stuff that I was taking. Was they, I remember they found it like in his locker. Like, they didn't, yeah. he yeah. wasn't even hiding it. It was just right there. They're like, <laughs> yep. hey, that says Andrelon on it. Isn't that what? Yeah, I was taking Anavar, Winstrel, uh, Trimbalone at that time. Um, God, what's the other one? Stands a lot. Well, that's Winstrel. Um, anyway, and HGH at the time. And I was eating right and lifting weights about two hours a day. and do Like 6000 a like, month. Easy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money, man. It starts adding up. It's, uh, that's what, you know, the Fertitta brothers, Dana White, they go to that. You remember that thing with that old man that was like roided out, the 80-year-old yeah, man? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. that was bullshit, but that's really true. That guy really it does look like that. He runs anti-aging clinics, and that's where the Fertitta brothers and uh, Dana went to get, you know, like, I'm so sure Lorenzo Fertitta swelled up and looked like a bodybuilder at 52 years old. Like, yeah, that happens naturally, you know, or whatever. Like, but, uh, and he's preaching against steroids. Meanwhile, he's gained 60 pounds of muscle in the past eight years. Like, yeah, that's, I'm sure you're just lifting weights. He's that's, not like fighting that guy, that's like the guy that I guess is like TikTok famous who like eats nothing but raw liver and shit every day. Have you seen that guy? I see. And that he's guy. like, uh-huh. he's completely jacked, like ridiculously jacked. And, and of course, Rogan, Joe Rogan was like, yeah, he's got fucking 15 needles in his ass. There's no way that's right. natural. You don't, but he insists so, from eating nothing but raw liver and meat all fucking yeah. day. So maybe Alistair it is. Rogan, I don't know. Alistair Rogan was eating horse meat, and that's how he got that big, too. That's what he said or whatever. But uh, the, best the, other guy, the other guy with kangaroo meat, right? Frank yeah, Frank, Frank. The best was uh, when uh, Lorenzo Fertitta gets on ESPN is like, so he's like, there are no room for steroids in the UFC at any level. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, dude? There's no room for them at all, huh? Not even management. They're so full of shit. It's crazy. Anyway, so uh, Greg, Sean, so I, I did a cruise last week and the, the shows were nuts because all of a sudden all the kids are now on them, right? So I had to do, you know, four different, it was seven shows. I did four different 30 minute uh, dirty shows. You don't have to, but the same crowd keeps coming back. And then, and, yeah. and, and if you repeat a joke, sometimes they'll like yell out your punchline. And then three <laughs> different, three Sounds different, super fun, three different 30 minute PG shows, right? So the first show in this little girl in the front and her brother are there, front row, little redhead girl, and they're just making mean faces at me. And I'm like, oh, you guys get along? The girl goes, no. I was like, where are your parents? They're like, we're back here, like all the way in the back, right? So right away, the girl just starts like in on me, heckling, heckling. I'm like, just would not stop. I thought it was a conversation. So I'm like, dude, I'm going to throw Adderall at you guys. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> then I was like, then finally the girl's like, I'm the devil. La, la, la. I'm like, isn't this, wasn't there a movie called Problem Child fucking with this kid? Like the one with the girl. Finally, the mom gets up and grabs her. The mom walks off and everyone starts applauding. applauding. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that, that was the first show right second show there's a an adult show there's a lady with sunglasses on and headphones and a rubik's cube like like going like this like the whole time naturally and, <laughs> and, I, and she's with her husband and and i was like uh miss do you have a rubik's cube she's like yeah she's like i have autism and i have a twitch right uh and i also have hard of hearing which is why she had headphones on and she can't see that well right so I'm just like, uh, well, it's probably great for you, sir, because you could just get a hand job. You don't have to hear her talk. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, boy. 
they start dying. Like they were, they came to every single show, right? They were, they were just going crazy. Then these two Mormons in the front, I could tell that like, you know, people, some people look at you, Greg, you know, they're Mormons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like, sure. completely shocked. They're the only ones wearing masks, right? In the front. I'm like, oh, you guys married? Like, no, we're brother and sister. And then uh, I yeah. then I asked him, I'm like, uh, are you guys virgins? And then the girl goes, Yes. And the guy goes, I'll own it. I'm like, Yeah, you'll own it because nobody's buying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's different for girls. Girls have to hold on to it. Guys are trying to give it away. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that, that, then we're trying uh, to find a buyer anywhere we can. Jesus. Then I did. Then I got off the cruise after like a week, and I do like uh, the improv that night. And uh, I went on after Jezelnik. It was Jezelnik, some guy that got kicked off SNL, who just did twenty minutes of guitar songs, right? And he did, but like not even any stand up. And Jezelnik's on top of his game. Like he's like legit. Jezelnik. Yeah. Was it? Was it? What's his name? Oh, jeez. Uh, I want to say Gill or something. The guy that Shane got canceled. Gillis. Shane no, Gillis. No, it wasn't was it Shane. It was just a guy that plays the guitar who was funny. He is funny, but he did like literally no stand up. So I had to go. Right, he just does songs. Yeah. yeah. So I had to kind of okay. reset the room, you know. Um, so I'm on stage and like it was it was it was like Pride Week. So or, you know, so it's all Pride Month. So it's like very, very gay. And, and they're, they're having fun. But uh, this one girl in the crowd, I'm like, oh, are you half Asian? She's like, I'm full. And I did it like I just I did like the worst dad joke ever. I'm like. You're full. Well, stop eating. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I knew, too. The second you said it, I was like, here it comes. Yeah. The place went crazy. It was such a that I was. Uh, but anyway, uh, but between this. So you know uh, real quick, Adam, you know how you said you can't say when people yell out your punchlines? Yeah. I heard that at uh, Brendan Schaub's uh, special taping, like someone spilled a drink and someone in the crowd yelled out, what the fuck? And he's like, great. You just used all my punchlines. <laughs> If you've not watched any of Shab's comedy, every punchline is, oh, so my wife's Mexican. What the fuck? Like, that's every, every punchline. Hey, like, I mean, uh, you know, it, the dude's in a weird place in comedy because I've never seen anyone have so much attention on them with so little experience. None positive. <laughs> none positive. <laughs> Everybody I mean, none hates positive. it. Yeah, the best is, I love how everyone's so afraid of Joe Rogan not putting them on his podcast. They won't say anything about Brendan Schaub. Like, guess what? You weren't getting on his podcast anyway. I yeah. could get on his podcast if I wanted to. So you're not getting on. You know what I mean? But everybody, like, even Joey Diaz is like, oh, you guys giving Schaub a hard time. I mean, hey, he's not Richard Pryor, but he's funny. Like, really, Joe Diaz, you really think if you saw Schaub perform and you didn't know him, you would think that's a funny fucking dude. That's the future of comedy. Yeah. yeah. But, he so keeps, but he keeps failing upwards, though, right? I mean, he keeps. It's like- amazing, dude. He, he, he is the most talented person I've ever seen at making the right connection at the right time. Like, dude, you put any one of the three of us on fucking Joe Rogan 186 times or how many times he's been on there. I mean, Lex Friedman, that nerd, that scientist guy, was on there three times and has 600,000 like subscribers on YouTube now for three visits on Joe Rogan's podcast. Like, that's all. It, when you're exposed to 20 million people... 10 times, you know what I mean? You're going to get an idiot out there that likes you no matter how But, but the problem with Shab is, I mean, um, is that it's hard to like write a, an hour of comedy and then a new hour in like two years. He, yeah, he really especially when you're not funny. He, he probably should get like a writer or two or three. Dude, if he was smart, I, I told me on this. Tell Shab if he's smart, give me $50,000 and I'll write him 30 minutes that will kill. I said 50 grand, I'll write him 30 minutes. about how bad he is. Every totally. Time. You'd be like, Dude, have I you seen my last special? Fuck, the only thing worse is rectal cancer. (laughs) Dude, he should lean. He's such an idiot. He should lean into all of it. His whole hour should be about how much he sucks as a comedian. Like, and I would just, if I was him, I would clown myself all the time. 
Like, it, like not, there's nothing you can say if you make fun of yourself. You know what really, I mean? All like, I say, yeah. all I say is, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> what kind of comedian's punchline is just what the fuck? I mean, what the fuck, guys? It, it should be like the, you're right, though. It should be like the Eminem technique of like yeah. you, make fun of, you make fun of yourself, and but right. I don't know if he has enough humility. No, uh, not an ounce, that, you know? not an ounce. He really, dude, and that's what I'm about to make a, I'm about to make a reaction video. He's probably gonna sue me like he's suing other YouTubers. Have you guys seen that shit? He's suing YouTubers for like 3,000 followers for making fun of him online. Like literally but, serving I mean, him. Is he really court. suing them or is he having a friend who's a lawyer write, write a free letter for them? Well, he's having, he, he's got one, a lawsuit pending against one guy because the guy was playing clips of his comedy and making fun of it. And the guy seriously has like 3,000 followers and the guy's like, dude, you're not gonna believe this. I just got paperwork today. Like that or whatever, like showing that he's getting sued by. Well, good. Shots. That should get him. That should actually get him more followers. He needs to turn that into some publicity. He's, We're he's been making out. fun of it. Like he talks yeah. about it every day about oh, Brendan Shop. I got a court appearance in a month. This is fucking awesome. Like he's like, dude, he's that, that footage of Shop. If he doesn't show up, Shop's got to show up now. That's going to be some quality footage for that dude. That's some that's content right there. Of Shop, <laughs> he made fun of me, and I'm a comedian. And like this, like oh my god. Somebody should make like a sued by Brendan Shop T-shirt. Yeah, right. Like, uh, I'm I actually going to do a video directed at Brendan Schaub this week. I swear I'm doing it. I'm going to do a video directed at him and just completely devastate him like no one's ever been devastated before. Because you can put Brendan Schaub as an idiot on a YouTube video and he gets 100,000 views. It's the craziest. Like, look, just type in Brendan Schaub. Stupid Brendan Schaub we sucks, should make a shirt that says MMA roasted versus Schaub than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, this is why this is why Sean is losing weight, by the way, for his for his his return fucking job. Yeah. I gotta look at least as skinny as shop to be trashing him online. But uh, uh, so all right, let's talk about the fights uh that went on. By the way, oh no, before that, I saw on Facebook you're selling your dogs yes. uh, for five thousand dollars for the puppy, right? At least, yeah. Four to five grand is the low price, the high end's ten. I well, these are the puppies. These are the ones that you bred to sell. Yeah. Yeah. They'll okay. pay 10,000 a piece for their parents. Yeah. Right. How many, okay. How many puppies did they have? Uh, they had, she had 14 and six died, which if uh, my math is correct, that's tens of thousands of dollars out the window. But um, that's, it's pretty normal to litter that much to lose four to five, you know, but we end up losing six. Uh, I've got eight now. The good news is I haven't even sold one of them. So they're only a week <laughs> old. You typically, uh, you typically don't sell me the first couple of weeks, but if by the time they're six weeks old, I haven't sold any puppies, it's going to be a problem. Like it's going to be really. You're, you're going to so, you're gonna have too much inventory. <laughs> it's the dude. Any. I swear. I, I see people all day long selling trash dogs online all oh day long. Oh four or five God. grand. I've got the best bloodline in the world. And every, I've had like 10 people contact me and look at it and goes, well, you, I mean, I can't blame you for the prices. They're worth it. The lady that I, that breeds the same line of dogs said you're selling too cheap when i said three to four thousand she goes i would go way more than that because she sells them for 10 to 20 and i'm like okay so i'm posting everywhere online dude can't get any no one to commit like so far you know or whatever like it's not even well maybe the thing is maybe it feels like it's bullshit because they're not expensive enough that's what i thought when i first said three to four thousand i told her the lady the, the original breeder i said i'm thinking about selling three to four she said you're crazy she said i got a waiting list i was like well send me your waiting list and i'll kick back 20 percent to you um, so she sent me a couple people, but the, the problem is both of them, the dogs would be too closely related for them to breed to their male or female they already have. So they're like, oh, yeah, the bloodline is too close there. I was like, son of a bitch. Like, because I, I was like two sales. It was a job fair and it was like doctor, lawyer, president, shady dog breeder. <laughs> every, <laughs> like, every single time you would go, like, <laughs> like I, if I had to choose one, I always have to be in the uh, in the shadows for some reason. I don't All know. right, let's talk about the fight. But now, for real, it's not, dude. It, 
I don't know. I'll be happy if at the end, if I can get 2,500 a piece, I'll be happy because that's still like, you know, what, 18 grand. So, um, or no, that'd be 20,000. Just like uh, Josh Barnett and Mitch Rion said. You intentionally know. brought up on Shab's show just to make him mad. So the fights, by the way, you won this week, right? You said you were so, you won on like Jerry? Uh, yeah, except I didn't bet at the last minute because it turns out my bookie is under investigation and sends me a <laughs> fucking message. Dude, my bookie sends me a message. Hey, if you get a text, if you get any text from my phone number, uh, don't respond to him. Don't I answer him and don't place any bets. Yeah, he said my, my phone might have been seized. And I'm like, well, how are you? Might have been know seized. This is you? Yeah. Yeah, his, his phone got seized. So. Um, yeah. So he goes, and yeah, they were, they were asking me questions about what you were talking about in there. I'm like, number one, how do you get a burner phone seized? Number two, how are you keeping messages on there from a betting site? Number three, I thought gambling was legal in India. If you type in a sports gambling legal in India, the answer is yes, but apparently not. If you're not licensed, I can't do it on DraftKings because I, they said I signed up for DraftKings. I said, you're a pro athlete. We won't let pro athletes bet. And I'm like, but not anymore. And they said, they don't care. So I was just like, hit my buddy up. Hey, do you know a site that lets people that are pro athletes bet he goes yeah use this one turns out it's his site um you know or whatever and he led me everybody used bovada yeah i don't know well apparently i'm using the only one left with a bookie in the whole world yeah you're using blovada (laughs) yeah and he's like hey just be real careful if anybody make sure it's actually me wait so you you were so confident because my my dad told me my dad said He read your Facebook thing. He goes, McCorkle finally won. My dad told me this. I go, what do you yeah. mean? He goes, I'm so confident that Jerry was going to win, which, by the way, we'll talk about the fight for a sec. Uh, number one, Glover looked amazing. I thought Glover yeah, was going oh to get blown out. I was like, dude, this is going to be a one-sided thing. The guy's going to hit him. It's gonna, he's going to look old. Man, was I wrong. Uh, Glover, that was one of the best fights I've ever seen, especially oh for my God, yes. 205. But a couple things. Don't you think Glover's corner should have told him there's 30 seconds left? Just if you go out, go out, or don't tap, whatever you do. Like, how did the corner? I, I think, man, he must. I think maybe he was just spent, man. When you get tired enough, you don't care if you win or lose anymore. I've been in that position against Struve. I was so tired. I didn't care if I won or lost anymore. I just had to stop punching or getting punched, you know? And I think uh, to do that for five rounds at 42 years old, I don't know how somebody keeps getting better without steroids with age. But he looked better than I've ever seen him look. That dude is a monster. That Jerry yeah. Provaska dude, dude is – when I saw him, I watched about eight or nine of his fights. That's why I was so sure. I was like, this dude can wrestle. He can uh, get out of submissions. And his stand-up is ridiculous, like absolutely like ridiculous, man, like uh, the angles he hits from stuff. But he almost finished Glover, you know, a couple different times in the early rounds, man. Stunned him, or I thought he almost finished him. But uh, that's how I thought it would go. I was shocked. I didn't even watch the fight because I wasn't paying $75 for one fight. I looked at the rest of the card. I was like, oh, I'll just stream it. Couldn't find a streaming site for shit, dude. Like, I kept trying to go. Everyone would lock up as soon as it would do that. Like, and I said, yeah. I watched it later, but I didn't get to watch it live. But, uh, yeah, no, my uh, the bookie guy hit me up that day. Hey, don't uh, don't put any bets on the site, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool, because I was about to put 5000 down on it. So. But, I mean, the funniest part was the, the fifth round when Glover had him hurt. And then went for it. He he pulled guard for, yeah. for a guillotine, and then Bisbing like forgot he was a commentator, and he's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like yeah. he didn't even say like like it was so obvious who he was rooting for. He's like, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> like literally, yeah. which was my same thoughts, but I still thought he was gonna win. That that tap was like. Oh man, I I felt for him. He was probably going to win on the cards if he just survives another thirty seconds. Uh, it was it was so, di- but he got it in there 
just right at the very end. And you could tell he couldn't breathe and he, he just tapped fat. I, Cause they were like, you can't close it from here. I'm like, it's really under his fucking chin there. But you have to admit, first of all, for a grappling fight, I mostly, I don't like necessarily when the grappling fights, because it's usually boring. There were two, these were two of the best grappling yeah. fights I've ever seen. And every round was like its own Rocky movie. Yeah. He's getting yeah. his ass beat, then comes back alive and takes it, was, it down and like wins winning the round. And you're like, oh my God, he fucking I was I was laughing. I was laughing halfway through it because I couldn't believe what I was watching. I like, was yeah. screaming I was, I was, in my kitchen. I'm like, this is unreal. This is the best. I mean, it was I an was incredible fight. While driving. I was going down Laurel Canyon. Of course you were. Of course. Going down Laurel Canyon, which is like the fucking Oh, the best yeah. signal. The best signal through uh, Laurel trying Canyon. To get to oh, the yeah. Trying to get to the improv for a set. And it's like one of those, it's like the, that's like the worst thing. It's like we're like James Dean, basically. It's like the curviest thing. And I'm watching it while I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot, like for doing this. But at the same time, I was, I couldn't believe it. I, I was like, yeah. holy shit. Um, I felt for Glover. Man, I, I think Jury looked human for the first time I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, totally. Look beatable. Because yeah. I was like, this guy could probably be John Jones at this, at this point. I thought Jury was the guy that could beat John Jones at 205. And I don't think that anymore. I I, I don't think that, I think John Jones would be jury uh, based on the fight that I saw. Yeah, but the I guy, do too. The guy is like a real life John claude Van Damme villain. Like he's like one of those guys from Street Fighter or from Bloodsport. You remember yeah. the beginning where they like, they found the guy with the monkey guy, they found this guy, the Thai guy. He's Which like- was a little racist if we're being honest with <laughs> Yeah. The monkey guy jumping in around in the jungle. In retrospect, little, yeah. <laughs> maybe not the best choice. Yeah, that was so. Yeah, I mean, what you couldn't make that today. They'd be like a. Yeah. Uh, they'd be like, That'd be like Joe Rogan saying he was in the Planet of the Apes when he was in a black neighborhood, something like that. That was that was uh yeah Rogan that was uh you know but hey look man Rogan I don't Joe Rogan's not racist uh you know no. I mean. Joe Rogan might laugh at a racist joke. A lot of people laugh at racist jokes. Uh, As you should. <laughs> but I, but Joe Rogan is not racist. Um, so, you know, anyway, so um, here we go. So Glover. Uh, I, I thought he was going to lose just because he had a goofy hair thing. And usually the goofy hair guy loses. Yeah. 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 I now, used to bet, dude, I used to bet based on who had the most tattoos. I would bet against who had the most tattoos because typically that guy was more insecure. I feel right. Yeah, so or the really person dancing. The when, yeah, whenever someone dances before a fight, is trying to act right. like, "Oh, I'm so cool." They they usually lose too. There's like certain things. Guy, I feel like that guy's a weird fucking like that dude's like in the was born in the wrong century. Like I feel like he has no internet. I feel like that guy doesn't have TV. He's like a monk. He seems like he was homeschooled to me. Like and he's socially retarded and like doesn't really know like what's going on around in the world. Like he probably doesn't have internet access. Like you said, he's just socially retarded. And then somehow like, I could savant for fighting though. Cause he does seem a little slow when he talks. I, I don't like know if it's a language saying, barrier, but. Dude, so dude, the, one of the funniest things, it reminds me of Norm. Remember when Norm McDonald had to apologize? He goes, <laughs> yeah. you have to have Down syndrome to know that I wasn't yeah. joking. And then he, dude, he, did that, <laughs> he did that on purpose. Like he did that. He totally like no. He wanted. The apology was straight up a backhanded apology for sure. Yeah. He's like, yeah. hey, I'm not allowed to say retarded. So you don't have to have Down syndrome to not. Right. Exactly. He was like, I'm just going to double down. So dude, the funniest clip I've ever seen is Norm McDonald on The View. You see him on The View? <laughs> Yeah, dude, he, he's, he's talking right. about Bill Clinton being a murderer. Dude, he goes on the view. It's like Joy Behar. It's like the, the back in the day. And right away, he's like, it was right after the election when Gore and Bush were going. He goes, man, uh, I voted for Bush because uh, Hillary Clinton's a murderer. 
Like he said said it like 10 times in a row. Like he loved that. So much. that was his style was to just, just needle it right at it. They asked asked how he felt about Bill Cosby. And he goes, let's just say there's never been any accusation that Bill Cosby was a murderer. He had to keep bringing it. He had to keep bringing it back to Bill Clinton being a murderer or whatever. I think we should get the homicide out of the white house time for a fresh start. Dude, there was a, a special that Dennis Miller did back in the 90s. And uh, he was like, they had Norm on. Like, for some reason, every 10 minutes, he would come on yeah. do like a, as a historical, like, the bit. And every joke had the word crack whore in it. A crack right. whore. Like, literally, for like, no reason. He was, he's probably. Did you hear his thing where he did a, he had a Holocaust denier puppet. He supposedly was like uh, in a ventriloquist for. <laughs> and uh, he was on the Dennis Miller show. He'd be like, you don't want to talk to this guy. He's a Holocaust denier. But oh, here he goes. And he acted like he was doing a puppet. There was a Holocaust denier. It was the funniest shit ever, man. Yeah. You know, the thing about him, he I, I got a chance to meet him. And uh, when we had him on Comics Unleashed and I was, you know, the producer, writer in charge of like prepping them with the questions and to make sure they knew the material to go to and everything. And and he was the funniest guy ever to just hang out with, just be around like so very funny but it didn't translate the same way on camera it didn't translate the same way on on shows like people some people would really get it but a lot of people really wouldn't but if you were in the same room with him it was undeniable how hilarious it was you know that was one thing that stopped me for years from doing a podcast i used to watch his podcast back with adam egan like in 2014 or 15 when he started it and it was the funniest thing if you've ever seen the original ones, the Netflix one sucks. The original ones is the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. And it would get like 30,000 views. And I thought, dude, if Norm MacDonald, as funny as he is, and as like you know, famous as he is, can't get any traction, there's no way I'm going to be able to do anything. Well, dude, dude, he, it's uh, one of those things, bro. It's like, even with this podcast, man, it's one of those things where like, you know, Dane Cook sold out Madison Square Garden, right? And right. everybody, everybody jumps on a bandwagon. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Once you become like cool, they all... Right. But in a way, those are like the worst kind of fans because once you're not cool, they just jump off. <laughs> like, like UFC fans. That's exactly how UFC fans are. They literally. When I was when I beat Mark Hunt, I was the man. When I lost the Struve, I was a piece of shit. Like it was like I never seen anything like before. I mean, Dan Cook literally went from like he was just selling up Laugh Factory to the Garden to like I hate Dan Cook, and it's like. What the fuck? Like how? Do yeah, you- but to be honest, Dane can still sell out big rooms, man. He still sells out big fucking rooms. Like he in Canada, still- in Canada, he still plays fucking arenas in Canada. He's still really funny, and like, and like the point is, is that he didn't really change. It's just the crowd, even with these podcasts. Yeah, he went. Like- he sort of arced into being the villain at a certain point. But like the crowd, sometimes like one person decides. It's like high school, where like, oh, that guy's popular, and all of a sudden you're like the. It's like the kid with the new car. Remember the kid yeah. who got a driver's license first was like the most popular kid in your school because he was yeah. driving everyone around. And then once another one got a car, everyone's left him. It's sort of that way with like podcasts. When are we going to get cars? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to say the public school I went to, uh, we had a kid that was 16 in the sixth grade. He was the first one to get his license in sixth grade. So, uh, But he uh, actually punched a teacher, knocked him out and got kicked out of school. And then he got murdered later on in a crack deal. He said, all right, so Santos and Great Valentina. Great story. Santos and Valentina. I thought that was complete bullshit. I thought bullshit. Santos, Santos clearly won three rounds. Yes, I thought she won one, two, and three. And yes, almost, and almost won. And almost won the fifth with one eye. I mean, yeah, 
I, you know, she what? basically won the fifth too. I thought, I mean, I didn't think it was even going to be close. And then I thought somebody's going to make this a split decision. I never thought it was going to flip to fucking Shevchenko. I, you know, it's one of those things where I was like, you know what? Valentina Shevchenko is feeling herself a little bit. Like you could just sort of see her become this like superstar. I'm like, she's right. Like, she's yes. looking this girl. Yeah. Instagram models. It's yeah. Yeah. And fucking photo shoots. And, and yeah. Guns. And I go, yeah. you know what? I go, I, I, I go, this other girl's hungry, has 13,000 followers is like 15 and one, like one or last three, four fights, like all 30, 27, 30, like she hasn't lost a round in a long time. And I was like, you know, if there's ever a time to pick this girl, I was going to say, this is the girl. I'm happy I didn't make a bet because I'd be furious because she won right. the fight. She, she won. won that fight fairly definitively. I, I was, I, I feel like it's one of those things where the Russian influence may have gotten to the judges the in Singapore. Part is that no one was complaining about it. Like nobody on Twitter, nobody, because I think the she kind of won a boring, like take her down, hold her, try to choke her out. It wasn't like she just beat the shit out of her. But it wasn't boring. That, when I say this was the other incredibly fun grappling fight to watch, this was because Shevchenko, I will give her this, she would get the points for the takedown, but then she would always get reversed. I don't Talia know. Talia could know. always reverse The other girl was stronger. This is yeah. not, I, don't, I don't know what happened here with, uh, I think Shevchenko, uh, maybe, maybe we're seeing, like, maybe the hype was too big, but I don't understand why people weren't uh, more furious. Uh, yeah, right? I, I, I didn't see it, but I've heard nothing but what you guys are saying. Everybody I talked to or saw were saying that was bullshit. They said it are easily three to two, if not four to one. So. But even like the easily, comments, easily, yeah. like there was no way where you were like, but she, she, but she lost. No, she won either four one or three two. There was no math where she didn't win. It was so fucking bizarre. I think because she's hotter, and because like she's won so many fights, just murdering people. I think people. It was one of those things where like. Maybe you go, you got to beat the champ to beat the champ, but that's not how. But she works. did. I know but she did. Definitively. I, know she did. I know you're right, Greg. I don't understand what the I don't understand what it was. Maybe I've always hated that. You got to beat the champ shit. It's whoever won the fight, man. Who cares who has the belt? It's whoever won the fight should win the fight. Like, I can't. But I guess well, you gotta take but, but I guess what that I, I guess what that saying is saying is that uh, if it's even. Yeah, the champ gets to right. keep them. That's what they're right. saying. You or didn't go out and beat them. You may have come close. You matched them. You match them. Well, champ's still a champ. I think that's what they're saying. When you're basically have an even round, the champ's gonna get it. I'll tell you who looked like a monster was Zhang Welly. Oh uh, my god! This this girl, by the way, she went back to her old trainers, which which I never should have left them. She lost one fight, and 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 that and that that Rose fight, she kind of got caught. You know, yeah. like, remember, like, it wasn't even, like, yeah. that dominated. Like, she got caught. No, you know? I'm not sure if that didn't happen, that she went and whipped Rose's ass, too, man. I was watching, I had money on Rose, thinking, holy shit, dude, because that, that girl's on something else, man. And the but, second uh, fight, I thought she won, but they gave it to Rose. It was close. Right. Um, but this girl, I don't know if it's she was that good. She was that good. Joanna also was a girl that, like, she was killing it in Poland, went to American Top Team, Got huge breast implants. Well, not huge, but nice breast implants uh, or breast implants, whatever. I and was noticing that too. I'm like, well, they look natural. <laughs> um, she didn't go. She didn't go crazy. She didn't go right, porn right. crazy. Right, you right. know, she didn't go porn crazy. But she never kind of looked as like as dominant. I don't know if the other girls caught up or she wasn't as hungry because she was a huge kickboxer beforehand. She was, you know, she had a, it. wasn't like she just started MMA. She had a, a big record beforehand, but 
She now retired. I heard that now that she got. I heard that now she got implants. It's even harder for Tony Hinchcliffe to act like he has a crush on her. <laughs> Maybe. Can, can I, I tell you? I swear. I, I think she just she changed her style, and she's never gone back to her previous style, which was again I would call her the tiny fists of fury because remember she would unload like seven, eight, nine, ten yeah, yeah, all yeah. in a row, and that it was an overwhelming style, and she stopped doing that. And at the same time, I think the Zhang has her number the same way like Usman has Colby's number. Like I think Zhang just, and you could see she broke Joanna in round one. Yeah. The look on Joanna's face when she got up, went to the corner. I was like, this fight's already over. Yeah, this yeah, girl yeah. owns her and she's admitting it in her mind right now. Like I can't beat her. Also, did you note uh, three mid fight finger bangs? <laughs> There were yeah. so many fingers. Oh yeah, if I could dig it, it's so. And I was gonna say like, Joanna fell. did it. I was gonna say what she fell was good. She had implants because she actually fell. <laughs> had the cushion. Did, yeah, did Joanna actually? Did she, she retire after, or did I hear that wrong? She what? retired afterwards. She and, did retire. Uh, so that was true. Which, by the way, if you retire after you lose, she retired before. I mean, you could tell like her head wasn't in it at a certain point. She, no, yeah, she, she retired like, after the first round. And she had enough wars in her. She did. You could see it in her face. Like, I can't win. I can't she win. I'm done fighting. Wars in her where you could be like, dude, she's a Hall of Famer. She's a great fighter and nothing left to prove. But something um, wasn't. And I bet on Joanna. I'm telling you, there was a kid that from Chechnya that I used to coach wrestling. When he came over here, he was a monster. He came right from Chechnya. Right. All he wanted to do was wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. And then he started getting on Instagram and he started getting friends and girls. And he was like, man, this is, I think maybe it's the same thing where like America spoils some people. But like, when you, I mean, not that Poland. Is, well, when you're not hungry. Yeah. You're not hungry. Uh, yeah. You come from Chechnya, buddy. I'll tell you what, you, you'll do anything to not go back, I think. But people do get spoiled here. Like you can, Connor will never be the same. I don't care what anybody says or whatever. Connor knows he's set for life. It's yeah. so much easier to train when you don't know where your next meal is coming from, as opposed to, well, even if I lose, I'm going on vacation for six weeks after. Right. This, you and you have I mean? no it's, options. You have nowhere to go. You have nothing else right. to do, but focus, yeah. Fear plan, of failure. and work. But also, and then once all of a sudden you could be like, well, but there's a dinner here. Oh, and there's a dinner there. And I'm going to hang out with these people now and everything. And just, that's it. The distractions become part of your life. And you're no longer that person that had one thing and one thing only to do, which was fight. But, but also, yeah, that's like uh, what Simbad said. He's like, you're funniest when you're riding the bus. Um, yeah. But 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 yeah. don't you think also Connor? Makes Which is why Brendan Schaub has never been on a bus in his life. <laughs> uh, you know, the thing about it is people have begun to think that this, like our whole podcast is anti-Schaub. Nobody thinks And that. I think it's important for them to know it's just you. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's at least my portion is. Yeah, I mean, we, listen, and we don't stop you. We're not, well, you're an adult. <laughs> say whatever the fuck you want. But I think people will get the impression, like, we really, you know, somehow we care about this, too. But don't you think Connor also, uh, Sean, like, brings his camp around him, like, brings in Dylan Dennis, brings in his own training partners. So, like, he's not, like, you only think if he went to, like, an American top team or an AKA where he wasn't, and he had guys that are, are hungry, like a black zillion. And he had guys like Chandler, like pushing him. He'd be better. It seems like, you know, that old saying, man, they said like anybody that represents himself in court has a fool for a client, you know, or whatever. Like that's, if you're running, I know dudes, I don't want to mention any names, but I've no dudes who ran their own training camps. And dude, that was the beginning of the end for them every time. Like you need someone who's going to make you do things you don't want to do. You know, like you're going to, 
it's too easy when you're like, oh, my grappling looked good today. I can take a couple of days off or, you know what I mean? Or you bring in, you don't want to spar one day. So you bring in people, guys love to bring in guys. They know they can beat up standing up. You're not going to get any better if you can beat everybody up that you're training with. You know what I mean? That doesn't, uh, there's a couple of guys I know really well who did that. They ran their own training camps and they went straight to hell. Like as a fighter, you know, you got to go. It's a, it's a nasty game, a violent game, man. And you got to get in there with guys that whip your ass every day. You got to wrestle with better wrestlers, grapple with better grapplers and box with better boxers. You know, that's what you have to do. I mean, on like a comedy note, I mean, Greg and I, we both know guys that only do shows where they headline, you know, right. like they only have their shows. Where their crowd is going to be. Yeah, where their crowd is. And then they go to a show where like, it's like seven, like, you know, or six guys that are fucking solid and they get murdered. They get buried. I mean, they go up there and they're like, oh shit, why is no one laughing? Well, because no one came there to see them. Yeah. You know, versus like they have an hour or 45 minutes and it's just their people who listen to their podcast and know what they're talking about, you know? Uh, Did you say Anthony Jeselnik was headlining your tour, your boat, your no, cruise? No, 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 no. I did the improv Saturday oh, night. Oh, okay. I thought Hollywood. you were saying Jeselnik was on your cruise. I'm like, no, no, what, what no, cruise no, no. is this? No, a Hollywood improv. Okay. It was like. That like, makes a lot more sense. He went on, then the, guy, the guitar guy who went on, who got kicked off SNL and then me. And I just thought, I haven't seen Jeselnik in a while. And it was a lot of like pedophilia jokes. But it was like legit, like, I was like, holy shit. Like I watch him, I'm like, you know, normally you could kind of guess where the punchline is going or you know where it's going or you could see yeah. that. Dude has a lot of misdirections, like really good misdirections. Well, that's his whole technique. I mean, he has one style. I mean, yeah. But he had to get better what, at he it because, the because I've never heard anybody tell me. Here's the like, thing though, it, like you said, trying to figure out his jokes because he has one style, one formula that he does over and over again, about, about 10 minutes into the set, you can't help trying to solve the joke every time because right. you know that he's leading you this way to go over here. And all you're thinking is where is he? And, uh, and you, you spend, I don't know about you, but I spend a lot of the time trying to solve the joke riddle before he gets there. I do. You know? I, I go, I go, what clue did he leave in the setup? Totally. I'm totally just watching it. And by the end, I mean, I, I usually have a pretty good idea of what he's going to try and get to. Yeah. Did you guys hear his joke about his mom being a Holocaust denier? Did you ever hear that joke? Uh-uh. God, dude, it is amazing. He's like, he says they brought in a rabbi to try to, you know, like to get her out of it because it was just embarrassing to have a mom who's a Holocaust denier. And he said, like, that means, he goes, if you don't know what that is, that means she couldn't believe the Holocaust happened. He said, so we brought a rabbi, explained the whole history of the Jewish people, the suffering, the thousand years of slavery. He said, now she can't believe it only happened once. <laughs> right. There you go. Which yeah. is a great well, they, when it listen, when it comes to joke writing, it, Adam, you are you and he are the two purest joke writers in the game. Thanks. You really are. He had a, he had a, he had a good joke. He had a joke. He goes, uh, this girl I know asked her to be a sperm donor for her kid. And I was like, well, how old is your kid? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, listen, like I said, you guys, I, and don't get me wrong, I love it. I love watching it. I love it. But it does become a bit of a game watching a set because it is one dynamic. But man, he is a master of it. He's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't want to, yeah, there's a lot of them. I was like, I was like quoting them. I came back to my wife. I was like, dude, I was like, she was like, I've never seen you actually like, uh, normally you come back. Telling her, thinking everyone's like, how the fuck is this person on the show? Or like, yeah. You know, I mean, so many times I watch comedy and I'm just like almost annoyed that the crowd's laughing sometimes. Not to be a hater, but you're just like, really? You know, because yeah, 
little bit of a well. A lot of times in LA, you get people that just talk about their auditions or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, well, going- yeah. Well, they get there's a lot of workout on legit shows, you know. So and you're like, I want, I wish I could not give a shit about doing well tonight. Or, or like the joke is like a, a minute and a half long, and it's like, yeah. So I was on the set of this, and or they're just name dropping their credits, you know, like they're like, oh, when I was on the cast of this, and I'm like, really, like, like. What is this, IMDb? Uh, may, or so, maybe says I'm, the guy who used to open for Pivot. Okay. But I don't go up there. <laughs> I don't go up there and say, hey, I opened for Jeremy Pivot and this will happen. You know, like. No, but Pivot, I mean, come on. He's writing one thing and one thing only. And it ain't his comedy career. So. Pretty, well, how does this become about Jeremy Pivot? I'm talking about random people. Anyway, so. <laughs> All right. You know, uh, big Jeremy Piven is oddly very good friends with Matt Mitchell. That's an odd fact for you. Oh, really? Like I, I hit Matt up. I used to text celebrities and I would get their numbers from other people. Like, so I, I knew like a bunch of rap, rap video music girls. So I'd get like two chains number R Kelly and I would like prank text them as the funniest shit ever. So, and give out their number to people. And uh, I asked Mitchell when I said, who's the most famous person's phone, no, phone number you have in your phone? He said, probably Jeremy Piven. And I was like, how do you have Jeremy Piven's number? We've been friends for years. I was like, what the you and Jeremy Piven, of all people, like it seemed odd that they would be friends, and then he wouldn't give it to me. So. Nah, but well. he would give me clenbuterol. Oh, there you go. Life's <laughs> uh, full, life's full of little trade-offs. So J- uh, Jake Matthews, who beat Fialho, uh, also on the card. Matthews was a kid that like came to the UFC at like 19 years old and was in college while in the UFC, and it was just sort of a thing where you knew he was going to be good, but he kept losing some close ones or blah blah blah. Dude, he looked amazing. He looked like the kid. The other guy was mean, talking shit, refused to shake his hand, and, and Jake put a hurting on him. But the other guy had a chin. I was like, man, that guy's chin's made of Viagra because it fucking was was hard as fuck. Like he just took a lot of <laughs> took a lot of shots, a lot of shots. Uh, so that was cool. Probably probably because of the Viagra. But yeah. <laughs> did, did you watch the undercard by the way? I don't know. Right. I didn't watch any of it, man. No, I was I was so mad when I when I literally I'm being serious. I, when I looked at the card, I was getting ready to order it, and I was like, "Wait, everything but the main event should be on UFC Fight Pass." Like, what is this shit, man? You know, or whatever. I mean, maybe not the the girls' championship. The top fight, three matches just, were fantastic. Yeah, those were good, but the the other two, I had never even heard of anybody. The other four guys had fought, let alone them. And I was yeah. just like, dude. And I guess it's because they had what two fights get canceled, right? Robert Whitaker and somebody else got pulled out or something. So it may have been worth it otherwise than that. But I just I don't know, man. It's I don't care how much money I have. I really, really begrudge paying seventy five dollars for some when they're just trying to top load a card with you know like one or two fights. Like I can't stand that, man. So I have to agree with you. This is one of those cards that I was like, I'm not going to pay for. It's not. Yeah. This isn't a pay per view. This is this is a really good like. Decent card, but it's not yeah. worth seventy five dollars. Yeah, especially like a, when it's just yeah. streaming. It's not even like, it, it, come on, the prices are a little. They're a little outrageous for some. Some of them, yes. Some of them, this one, but then those top three matches were so good. I was like, eh, I would have paid for this. So, uh, in other MMA news or sports, Alan Belcher, by the way, remember Alan Belcher? He's the guy with mm-hmm. a terrible mm-hmm. Johnny Cash tattoo. It looked like like Chaz Bono or Rosie O'Donnell, or whatever. Uh, so he. <laughs> He yeah, had like an eye I think problem. it looks exactly like Johnny Cash. What are you talking about? It looks nothing. only because I know Alan Belcher, but go ahead. Uh, so Alan Belcher <laughs> so went into bare knuckle boxing and is beyond like, dude, dude, like, I don't know what he's on or if it's natural, I, you know, but holy shit. And is this murdering people? Uh, a, he can fight. He's also a avid friend of Ty Lopez, which made it hard for me to even speak to him anymore when I found that out. Dude, so this is Alan Belcher now, by the way. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. 
That that's, guy, wow, but geez, that's not how he looked in the UFC. He didn't look like almost that. like he's out of USADA pool. <laughs> it's almost is, like he's out of intestine. And he fought it a guy feels named, that way, doesn't it? And he fought a guy named, that way. He fought a guy named Frank Tate, by the way, who uh, was like number one in bare knuckle boxing. This huge black dude. And look at what happened in the first round of the fight. So, yeah. Boom. Yeah. So Alan, Alan Belcher. Did they, do you know? Remember, did the UFC cut Alan Belcher? Or did he leave? Because it seemed like he was really good, and all of a sudden he just wasn't in the UFC anymore. Like I don't he had like an eye problem where he almost like went blind or something. He had some kind of injury. Um, um and I think he's always been tree, really big nice tree fall like, hard. That's what that looks like. Yeah. So that was uh uh that's what so Alan Belcher, man. I mean, look, uh the dude is a, a monster and he's fighting the guy that I think he's gonna fight the guy that beat Hector Lombard, the guy who's like Debo. This guy walks this yeah. huge black guy walks around with his strippers come out, they're all throwing money, and, and, and then he just like beats everybody up. I mean, kicks their ass, and then and then he's like, like get out of you know this is my belt, and now you can have just he's basically the Debo of bare knuckle boxing. This guy Lorenzo yeah. Hunt, uh, he's yeah. a monster. So it's gonna be him versus Belcher. Um, you know, I had an agent contact me about bare knuckle boxing. Said they were paying crazy money. He said like you cannot believe money. I said, dude, how much are we talking? Because a couple hundred grand, I'm in. I'll fight anybody. A couple hundred grand. He was like. Uh, Dude, we're, I'm not talking 10, 12 grand first fight. I was like, get the hell out of here, dude. $10,000 to bear. You say that's unbelievable money? Uh, that, that's what, yeah. I was like, you are. I don't believe that that's actually what they're paying those guys. Yeah. Like, you want me to be the main event on your show for $10,000? Like, no yeah. thanks. So, Black China fought over the weekend. Uh, they called it a draw. Here's some highlights of it. So that was okay. Uh, um, <laughs> that looked like marshmallows that, hitting other marshmallows. <laughs> for those of us that don't follow pop culture, is Black China either black or Chinese, or is that just his? Uh, she's the one. She got famous by I think she was banging Kanye, uh, and then she ended up marrying Rob Kardashian, and then, right. okay. and then and then they uh, they, had a they had a baby, and now okay. Rob has like full custody. Uh, or have mostly custody. And well, that's good because she clearly asked the, the last time I saw him. <laughs> and then she sued the Kardashians for like a hundred million dollars for for sabotaging their uh, reality show, uh, I guess. And then she she lost. Um, and then now she's here doing uh, bare knuckle. I mean, did she take him to international court? <laughs> Maybe that's how she got the name Black China. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah, Black China. And then Benzino. Remember Benzino? We talked about him. Sure, yeah. Uh, he also did some uh, celebrity boxing. This has got to be fake. I, I I think he paid this guy to go down. I, or you're, you're not going to convince Greg that any celebrity boxing is fake. Uh, so that's Benzino. Yeah, this is... Uh, well, he tackled him and then the guy laid down? And now he's convulsing. <laughs> and now he's, he's fake kicking? He's... he's He's knocked out like a fucking, like in the Three Stooges with his leg. Like, nah, I can't. Oh, my God. I'm out. I'm guessing, is, I'm guessing the guy that knocked out is not famous for being an actor. Because that was the worst <laughs> acting that the guy knocked out I've ever seen. Like, he must be something other than an actor. That was horrible. <laughs> Dude, the look on Sean's face sometimes is, is the funniest. Uh, is the funniest. 
Um, all right. So uh, this week, Jeremy Stevens is fighting in the PFL. Uh, he should win this fight. I, I, I feel like they're trying to get him into, into like the playoffs because they gave him a guy uh, who's Miles Price, who's 10 and 8. Uh, who's just coming off a loss to Anthony Pettis, obviously. Uh, no, no uh, but he's he's a guy from Ireland, and he he won. He beat Peter Queeley. He lost to Sean Carter. Uh, so yeah, Jeremy Stevens is twenty eight and twenty now. That's his that's his record. Dude, you know what sucks is sometimes that blows up right in their face when they try to get a guy into the playoffs or doing something like that. They kind of try to give him an easy win. And the yeah. other guys come out swinging haymakers and up knocking him out and ruin the whole plan. Man, it's. It's a bitch when that happens. I, I like it, man. A lot of people disagree with me, but I like the pride model where you would have Fedor beat three random Asian guys, mostly just because yeah. they were Asian. No, I'm just kidding. But no, I like uh, I like like where Fedor beat three guys that weren't that good and then fights Crow Cop. And Crow Cop had fought three guys that weren't that great. Like UFC has to always be one versus two, three versus four, right. five versus six. Like, why don't you let a guy like, I, even like Tony Ferguson, give him, someone he could beat give him a couple people he can beat and then let him build himself back up man but this stuff of oh you just lost to this guy let's give you number five you lost five let's give you number three you know it's just ridiculous how uh, is is bubba still in it is he still fighting yeah yeah, yeah. bubba won his first fight by the way i so saw his first fight i saw him win the first fight i thought that was great by the way someone put a fake quote that dana white wrote um and uh they and said i pay my fighters well <laughs> and then uh tony ferguson uh, got mad about it and then <laughs> and then like posted about it and it was like something oh, like tony Ferguson's is done no one should have, like he can't fight anymore and he's like fuck you dana and like all this or whatever or it said <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome he trusts the internet he did he had no he had no suspicions at all about the internet like there might be a troll job just like that's like these idiots that post lebron james LeBron James said Golden State would be a perfect fit for him next year. And everybody's like, what a piece of shit. Like, no, he didn't. He wouldn't say that. He knows everybody would hate him, but they buy it. They believe so, it. Yeah. So so somebody goes, Khabib ducked prime Tony for years. But Tony's kind of washed now. So there's a good chance Khabib will fight him now. That Dana, like Dana White would really say that, right? And then he goes, yeah. washed up, Dana White, I'll give you washed up. Wash these nuts. Now I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I got it, dude. <laughs> Off topic, I got to tell you guys something awesome real quick. I just thought of this. You know that new Adam Sandler horrible basketball movie that everybody thinks is great? Um, I've, have you seen it? That new, the new one Netflix? where it's like all dramatic or whatever? Yeah, it's, dude, if you know, I played college basketball at a really high level and almost played professionally over in Europe. I was that good. It is so ridiculous. The basketball scenes, everything about it is so stupid. So I'm sitting there watching with my girlfriend. We're suffering through it. And I was like, and they're like, you have to build your brand, this and that. And I was like, do you know how dumb you'd have to believe, be to believe a pro sports franchise or pro sport would care about your online image, your online thing, as far as bringing you into their league? It's about, can you, are you good enough? Yeah. Can you compete? I said, that is the dumbest shit ever. She goes like, yeah, like you with the UFC. Oh, fuck. Like she said it to me. And dude, I laughed for like an hour because I, I really realized like I did get in the UFC. No, but you also beat 12, 15. You were 15 and 0 or something, though. Or 12 and 0, yeah. But she, uh, but I said like they care about your following and this and that or whatever. She goes, yeah, like how the UFC didn't care about yours. And then I, I it took me like three seconds and then I loved it. There hasn't it. been a good basketball movie since right. like Hoosiers. I mean, they're dude, all like, it's, the, one yeah. of those like Air Bud. Remember the dog that could dunk? Yeah. So how, did that, how did that get past? The Wait, you know, a dog that can dunk, I'll pay $10,000 for it. 
<laughs> like, how did Air Bud get out of the writer's room? We're going to have well, a But you know what? That movie uh, uh, about the Showtime, that show about the Showtime Lakers that's on HBO. Yeah, yeah. Winning Time. Woo! That, that's a great basketball show right there. Hey, that's great. But like a movie. There hasn't been a good movie, though. Yeah, like, I, I can't think of what. Good, I mean, I mean who there was He Got Game. Uh, there was... Uh, oh, the one was pretty good, though. The one with... Uh, Actually, I was watching a documentary uh, on White Men Can't Jump, obviously the classic. The one with Nick Nolte wasn't bad. Blue Chips. Blue yeah. Chips wasn't bad. No, that wasn't. But these but are all way, old. These are all very old movies. Which the thing I like about way, Blue Chips was it was realistic because they had to fake Shaquille's test scores to get him into college. And I was like, <laughs> that seems pretty realistic because you know what I love about Shaquille O'Neal, man, is that dude gives away probably a million of his $700 million a year. And somehow there's always a camera there when he's doing anything. Like if he's giving somebody, he gives a homeless guy a quarter. He's like, I just like to give back, you know, like, he's, dude, he's got a camera that follows and films his good deeds. He goes in Walmart. Hey, kid, you want a bike? And picks out like a $75 bike for the kid. Like, God, you are such the such a great person get the fuck out of here man like, I swear. everybody's that way if you it's like the old seinfeld where you don't want to tip unless the bartender's looking because yeah. then, yeah. then, then he doesn't know you put money in the jar it's like you want the goodwill for the goodwill you know do you remember yeah. when him and uh kobe rest in peace kobe whatever they were fighting and he had he and he was at a club shaquille and he was like rapping for some reason. Yeah, you couldn't like, win without me. Tell me how my ass tastes. He goes, Kobe, how's my ass taste? And he had everybody yeah. in the club yelling, Kobe, how's my ass taste? <laughs> like, what? Kobe, tell me how my ass tastes. You couldn't win a title without me. Tell me how my ass tastes. I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> you're gonna have to, I'm either gonna have to watch it back, you're gonna have to tell me because I lost you guys for 15 seconds, right, so I have so no Kobe, idea. Shaq was at a club one time rapping, like, and oh, yeah? he started rapping, him and Kobe were in a fight, and he started rapping about, hey, Kobe, how's my ass taste? And, and he had the whole club yelling, Kobe, how's my ass taste? Like, they were all just, which, by the Damn. way, his ass is so fucking big. I mean, Oof. like, yeah, that probably that probably made Kobe so mad he went to Colorado and raped a 19 year old to get back at him. Oh boy! All right, okay, all right, buddy. <laughs> Although I, I think he's innocent because I know normally when guys rape women, they give them 10 million dollars to not cooperate the police and then apologize to them on national TV. I know that's what I would do if I was falsely accused. Right. So I would what, give her 10 million dollars. Where are we? Now at 50, right. like at 56, 56. All right. 56. Okay, we got a way to go, McCorkle. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. You finally so hard the for me line. to not You finally went far enough that we have to mark it and clip it. No, no, I have to download it, put it in my iMovie, a fucking edit it, a whole thing. And then, yeah. So Ronda Rousey said she would return to fight Gina Carano. <laughs> I bet she would. Gina Carano hasn't fought in twenty years. <laughs> I'll tell you what, right now, dude, you give me um, Don Fry right now, I'll, I'll return to fight Don Fry as long as he's just out of the hospital. Like, or whatever, you know what I mean? Get, I don't know, man. Don Fry, Don Fry still has a quick... Yeah, no, actually, no, I wouldn't fight Don Fry. He'd probably whip my ass. Like, uh, maybe Dan Severn. Give me Dan Severn at this point. But, but I mean, I, I don't know why Rhonda would say Karana. She goes, I'll fight her in her in my backyard like it was in, in Rocky. Uh, I'm going to Rocky too at the end when they fought Apollo. But you don't know who won in, the, in their backyard. No, they didn't. <laughs> no, they fought in the basement. <laughs> you know what was awesome? You guys remember uh, how 
at his funeral, I put this on Facebook the other day, at, 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 at Apollo's funeral, Rocky's like, you know, he always did things the way you wanted. That's what I love most about him. And I was like, yeah, like how he wanted to completely train you opposite of what you were used to or how you told him not to take the fight with Drago and he did it anyway. And then before the fight, he tried to postpone, he refused. And how no matter what you said, he disagreed with and argued and told you weren't going to do it. He always did stuff the way you wanted. You know? Everything. That's, a, you know, training. Didn't, didn't Paulie try to fuck the robot in Rocky Four? Like why? Dude, yeah, they never broke. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Like, he was in love with the fucking robot. I was like, she gets me. She fucking get. And you knew <laughs> he was training it to go like this. You knew he was fucking that fucking robot. It was gross. <laughs> why did they have a robot? Because <laughs> Rocky <laughs> bought him the robot so he wouldn't be lonely. No, wait a minute. Didn't they get Rocky the robot and then Rocky wasn't using the robots and then Paulie took over the robot? I like how in Rocky Five he gave Paulie all his money to invest. Like, right. You know, well, who, yeah. <laughs> who, who else would you trust with your finances besides an alcoholic uh, brother in law? Like, that's who yeah. he's like, hey, I signed all the money over. Like, he just lost everything. An then- alcoholic, loser, abusive brother in law. You're going to give him all your money and be like, invest it for me, would you? You know what you're doing. Well, didn't Dane Cook do the same thing? So maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but he didn't lose everything. And uh, I, his brother, I think, was a financial advisor at the uh, time. Yeah, so. Yeah. But who would no, give Paulie? gave himself some good advice. And, and, well, that was the other thing. He was supposed to be like investing it in retirement funds and shit like that. Instead, he just fucking put it in his own pocket. So Is I'll never forget when I. Uh, yeah. What? His brother's in jail now, right? Is he in jail? I think so. well, maybe not anymore. I, I think he only went for like three, four years, but I think he did go to jail. Oh, well, you were talking about Polly at first. I was like, wait, Bert Young is in jail? I thought he died yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I like how they lie and say that Polly, the Bert Young, was a professional boxer with a 28 0 record or some shit online, but you can't find any proof anywhere. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, there's like, oh, do you know he's really, he was a 28 0 boxer? I think he was a mobster, though. First of all, I met him one time. I was at the comic strip. I was a month in the comedy, and I, and you had to you had to sell tickets to get people to come. You couldn't go yeah. out and sold ten tickets or something. And I was oh. I went outside trying to sell tickets, and Burt Young walked by, and he almost <laughs> bought one. He's like, "Man, I got to go to dinner, otherwise I totally would buy one." It was like that shows you just how reckless he was with Rocky's money. He almost it's <laughs> 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 like, "Give me ten. Here you go, kid. I'll take all the tickets. We're not coming, but I bought your tickets. Then he was, uh, then he was like at all of Gotti's trials. John Gotti, like he went to yeah. every, like every one of the uh, the court cases. Which, by the way, uh, which is ridiculous. And also, remember when War Machine was like going to jail? It was in jail now. Still, he got married in jail. By the way, just how? Oh, how, did he? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. And the girl's like not bad looking either, which is even yeah. Crazy. Like, but I uh, bet their honeymoon night was amazing. <laughs> So War Machine had nobody like on his side, obviously, for like almost killing Christy Mack, except Phil Baroni was there every day in the courtroom. Like you see it's an empty courtroom except for Phil Baroni. Well, if you gotta have Phil Phil, I was gonna say Phil Baroni's what got him convicted. (laughs) He was part of the final, the 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 the, uh, prosecution's final statement was like, just look at who comes to support it. Dude, the fun and that dude, was it. Peroni one time posted his dick pic, right? Uh, online on and tw- on, I must have been drunk or something, like on Twitter. And then he writes OnlyFans. And they're like, no, you're supposed to get people to subscribe first, and then you show them your dick. Like he puts his, his dick up <laughs> and then writes OnlyFans. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> he completely missed. Dude, you got to give that guy credit, man. Phil Baroni <laughs> is a character. Remember when we interviewed him and there was some girl there and he was just like, yeah, she doesn't even know I got herpes yet. And, and then she's like, what? You have fucking head. Like storms out and goes another one out the door. Like, <laughs> like she broke up with him during the interview. It was crazy. It was a wild interview. <laughs> um, Listen, that guy, he's one of a kind. You got to give him points for that. Dude, he's he's he was in Mexico recently. I saw him training people like in like a parking lot, like straight up like Mexico. Like they were wearing he was training them boxing. Then he had a fight against a guy who came into the fight wearing cut off jean shorts. Like, yeah, like, in the same parking lot. <laughs> it, was, it, was it was probably on the undercard of the Rousey uh, Gina Carano fight that's taking place. In a it backyard. was sanctioned by Fiesta. <laughs> Like, like someone's like, and I, I go, Phil, congrats on the win. He's like, yeah, that guy was a tomato can or something. He wasn't even happy about beating that guy, but like, he still wanted, he still beat the guy. And then like, remember he went to Thailand and, and he fought like some Thai guy. He, he lost and he, and he thought he got like $8 million. It was all Thai money. So it was like $6. <laughs> right. He's like 8 million bucks. I'll be there. Fuck yeah. It's 8 million bots, not 8 million bucks. Then he, got million bots. The, he got kicked off the airplane coming home. He was too drunk. And then he, he, he did a professional wrestling thing. He thought it was going to be fake wrestling. They were really wrestling him. And his, and his tag team partner wouldn't tag in. It was the guy that Bonner, <laughs> the guy that Bonner wore the mask in. Remember that, that guy? that Right. Bonner, yeah. Justin, uh, Justin something, Macaulay or something. He goes, Tito, I got your, he went into Bellator and Bonner goes, and he goes, guess who it is behind the mask? It was Justin McCulley, but no one knew who Justin McCulley was. It was like, more people recognize right. it with a mask on. Everyone was like, who the fuck is, <laughs> like, anyway, <laughs> I know you got Dude, I, I, so now we know the reason why they suddenly make an announcement about not drinking your own liquor that you brought on the plane. <laughs> Phil Baroni, dude. He's, they call it the Baroni rule. They call it the Baroni rule, exactly. Dude, he got kicked out of college. I think he throw he he sold the whole football team at Hofstra, like G, that when G was thing, and also steroids. Yeah, and they yeah. were like they were like the worst ranked, and then they went to like first. <laughs> they were like beating like Nebraska all of a sudden. <laughs> he was like, I know what you guys need. And it was apparently he's not wrong. He's not wrong. What you then, call a leader, man? Yeah. Then he said he got kicked off the team for, for knocking out the coach in a, a, a boxing match after wrestling practice, uh, which 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 the coach Tom Ryan, who coaches Ohio State, uh, denies. Uh, he got, yeah, but you gotta you gotta look at, again. You gotta give him points. I mean, what an athlete! Who's ready to box after their wrestling <laughs> workout? Like, hey, we've been wrestling for three hours. Now let's box. You know, like he, did, he did submission underground. What cardio? And like, and like almost beat a guy that was like AJ, whatever, and like Abu Dhabi. But then at the end, they like start in like positions. And he's like, they put me in an arm bar. I don't even know how to do an arm bar. I'm like, you've had 50 fights, <laughs> 50 pro fights. <laughs> That never came up in training camp. They never, they never said, "Hey, let's practice some farmers." Never, okay. never, Baroni. Anyway, I uh, hope I talk to him soon. I know. I think he was calling me. I think he wanted to stay at my place, but I don't know. Anyway, listen, uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, Greg, what do you got coming up? Uh, first of all, I just want to say, don't let him stay at your place. You've got, you've got kids. Come on. Yeah. I know. Um, now, uh, what do I have coming up? Uh, let me see. July. 
Uh, well, this weekend I'll be at the Roosevelt uh, Comedy for uh, the well-dressed show on Friday. Saturday I'm going out to do a thing called Campfire Comedy out in the high desert. So you live out in the Inland Empire, out the high desert way. I'll be doing a show out there. Look that up on the socials, uh, Campfire Comedy. And then, and then July 1-2, I'll be uh, back in Phoenix for the Stir Crazy Comedy Club. So... Uh, I think those are the big ones that I got coming up. Maybe next weekend I'll be back at the Ha Ha in North Hollywood. So, you know, so I'm around. I'm around. Uh, Sean, if I want to buy a dog, how do I get in contact with you? Yeah, just hit me up on Instagram if you're really rich and want a really purebred uh, American bully or pit bull. But, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not to uh, hold my breath. Like, I feel I, this will be like, pretty much everything else I've done in my life. Like, if you handed me a block of solid gold, I'd be like, hey, anybody want to give me, like, 20 bucks for this? I'm like, I don't want gold. What's that worth? You know, whatever. Like, it's uh, – I see morons all day online selling dogs far inferior to mine for five thousand a piece, and I can't even get a bite. So that's like it. Uh, I don't know, but it, it comes with time, man. It's my first litter. It's going to happen, or it's not. I'll completely get rid of them all and forget about it and not do it. But uh, I've had that happen before too. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to this hundred degrees or ninety nine to hundred degrees the next ten days straight in Indianapolis. That's awesome. That is awesome. It sounds sounds awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. This Friday it sucks here, man. This Friday night, I'll be in San Diego at the Casino Inn in San Diego. Um, and then Saturday, I'm at uh, Supernova in Hollywood. And International Fight Week, I'll be at the Strat in Las Vegas. Uh, so uh, thank you guys so much. You guys made my whole day. Uh, Appreciate see it. See you guys. Take care. Love yeah. you guys.